Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Adias, and this is episode 378. And in this episode, I'm speaking with Steven Johnson. I think a lot of it comes down to doctors executing a little bit better of a plan uh, so that they hold their people accountable in a good way. And, and what I mean by that is I truly believe that the more options that you offer people, like the more ways that you make it your service available for them to pay for it, mm-hmm. the more business that you'll do, right? And the more production that you'll have and dentists will be able to say yes to more people. And by able to say yes to more people, those people will talk to other people and they'll continue to grow their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people are so scared to talk about money, right? It's an uncomfortable conversation for a, for a lot of individuals. And so what they do is they present the full price of the treatment and they just cross their fingers and hope that they take out their debit card or their credit card, right? Or they hope that the person raises their hand and say, hey, what kind of other kind of payment options do you have versus picking up on social cues mm-hmm. and initiating with, that, with those better questions. Now, Steven is one of the founders of Verity. We'll go in the show notes below to check out everything it's doing. Verity is a fantastic company, um, especially if you are trying to give more options to your patients uh, when it comes to payment. But in this episode, we're going to be covering about collections. We're going to be talking about um, what do we do if the patient doesn't get approved, right? Let's just say they run through a company like Care Credit or something like that. Then the Care Credit says, hey, you're not approved. What do we do from that point on? How does Verity stand out a little bit? I know maybe a lot of you guys have been wondering about that. Like, what what is Verity's fees, right, compared to other competitors? Um, how do you guys get paid? How does the doctor get paid if the patient decides, you know, they don't want to pay anymore or you just can't find them and you have to chase down the patient or, you know, payment from the patient or anything like that? So we discussed that. We also talk about something called scorecards and keeping your team accountable to making sure they're showing up and presenting these options. And that's the key when it comes to like these financing companies and things like that. Like is your front officer or your treatment coordinator just mentioning this? Are they presenting it enough to your patients? And it kind of shows in the treatment acceptance percentage, right? What is the percentage on there? If it's kind of low, if you want it higher, maybe start presenting a little bit more options to them. And, And this can be one of those. And so we discussed that. We also talk about um, what does Steven like about dentistry right now, absolutely like, and what does he hate, what is he not a fan of. Um, we also discuss a little bit about membership plans as well, too, how you can incorporate this, um, these payment options with your membership plans, and some of his own personal experiences, too. So without further delay, here is Steven Johnson. Steven, how's it going, man? Michael, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, uh, on the podcast. Really appreciate it. No, thank you for being on. I know you, we were talking a little bit about it before we hit record, but where are you from? Well, I live in a little town called Chelan, Washington, which is where uh, the Verity headquarters are. Uh, we kind of took the opportunity over COVID to kind of reassess our, our office life situation, I think, as, as many people have. Probably less dentists. It's a little bit more difficult for dentists just to pick up and move. Uh, but uh, uh, we have a, a virtual company, uh, Verity, and, and I'm out here in Chelan, Washington, which is about three hours uh, east of Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. That's right awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know a lot of our listeners or a couple of our listeners, but mainly a lot, uh, have, have heard about Verity 
And we'll get into that right now. But um, before we get into it, tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so um, I grew up in the, in the Pacific Northwest. And, um, you know, I was uh, somebody who uh, enlisted in the art, you know, enlisted in the, I'm 41 years old now, uh, as of last week. And uh, I was an Army kid out of high school. Uh, ultimately went to the, uh, the University of Washington where, uh, where I graduated and then kind of got into that business development sales role as, you know, kind of in my 20s and uh, ultimately landed at a, at a collection agency uh, where um, I helped kind of launch a new product and service um, that uh, kind of parlayed into the, into the opportunity that I have today. So, um, you know, we, uh, uh, we ran a little boutique firm that mainly focused on on uh, legal collections and and judgments and and things of that nature, and and realized that uh, even people with poor credit still have the ability to make payments and 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 pay uh, pay accounts, whether they're medical or any other type of uh, of, of debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be honest, I I didn't love that world. I love the opportunity to build a company and, and change courses, but. Um, there's some weight that comes with the negative aspect of, uh, of working in collections. Uh, and so taking that experience in and, and having the opportunity to start a new company like Verity back in 2017. So we're uh, almost five years into this. Uh, and uh, what we did was, you know, how can we help people uh, who are uh, not looking to, who maybe can't make a, a payment today, but can pay over time. So so anyhow, it's, it's kind of like a, a journey, you know, like a, like a lot of people have, but um, just kind of hop around different places. But it's, it's been fun to be in the entrepreneurial world for about the last five years. Yeah. Is Verity only specifically for dentists or? It, it's not actually. It's, it's really healthcare inclusive. Um, we have a couple of clients for unique situations that are outside of the healthcare world. But, um, and, you know, we, I think you, you were talking once before and, you know, you're what, uh, you know, what do you like about dentistry and um, I, what I like about dentistry is everyone needs a dentist, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, there, it's a, a service that applies to, to everyone, myself certainly included. So the opportunity is great. Uh, and there's a lot of dentists out there and there's a lot of dentists who, um, you know, are looking to capture and maximize as much uh, production and revenue as they possibly can. And so we try to help with that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So you've been five years into Verity, man. Like that's been, it's been a lot. I feel yeah. like it's so complex though. How did you, why? Like, why did you start off with this? How did you continue with it? How is it? Cause I know Verity is the point where like, Hey, if they can't make payments anymore, the patient, right. You guys will jump in. How can you guys afford that? Yeah. Well, for the, can I just give a quick yeah, yeah. 30 seconds for people who don't even know what Verity is from anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so historically Verity was a financial option for dental offices who um, where a patient might have been declined financing and you maybe don't want to put them on an in-house payment plan. So you can offer what we call guaranteed payment plans. Mm-hmm. And, and as you alluded to just a second ago, um, Verity charges a fee to the patient. And then we facilitate reoccurring monthly payments. And if the patient stopped making their payment, Verity steps in, we continue to make that payment. So the doctor is guaranteed that monthly stream of revenue until the obligation is met. Hopefully no payments are missed and we just facilitate the process. Um, but when something does break down, you know, doctors don't want to chase people down. They don't want to deal with the headache of the receivables. And so, so we take that on as, as a, as a value add. So um, 
you know, for four of those five years, you know, Verity was a solution for anyone who doesn't qualify for traditional financing, which mm -hmm. is a healthy percentage of people, uh, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 40% or more uh, that don't. And so, hey, there's a huge marketplace. So as I kind of alluded to before, when I was in the collections world, I realized that, hey, even though people don't have great credit, there, there's a lot of opportunity for them to still make payments and afford treatment if you structure it in a way that works for them. Uh, there's a whole bunch of companies out there that, that, that compete for the financing piece, right? That patient where they're running somebody's credit and they make a, a determination on whether they'll approve this person for their implants or whatever treatment the dentist is, is um, offering. Mm -hmm. uh, but we didn't really want to compete with that environment. You know, we wanted to, well, how can we solve the bottom end solution. And maybe that's the wrong word, Michael. I, I apologize. But no. the, the bottom credit grade, I guess, mm -hmm. is, is what I'm trying to say. So we don't run credit for our guaranteed solution, right? We, uh, we evaluate an individual. Uh, we say yes to everyone. Uh, our guarantees uh, range from $500 to, to $4,000. And hopefully that's a, a payment plan that, that works for somebody. It's only until recently that we actually combined our financing piece, which we can talk about in a little bit. But you know, when you ask, like, how do we get into it? It's like, well, we saw an opportunity for literally millions of people and, and billions of dollars that walk out of the dental office every month without getting services because they're afraid about that. Well, how do I make a payment? Or they try to qualify for financing and they don't. Uh, and that's a hefty percentage of people. And we wanted to help them. Gotcha. Okay. So how, I mean, I can see it. How is it different than like, you know, other financing options that a lot of people have? Well, yeah. So we, uh, we have a partnership with, with ClearGage that has launched recently on the financing piece. And when it comes to financing, um, without getting into too many details, uh, the reality is that if somebody fills out an application, uh, that application is, is instantly approved or it's not approved. But unlike other financing companies, the second that somebody doesn't qualify uh, for a uh, loan, essentially, mm -hmm. they automatically qualify for a guaranteed payment plan with Verity. And so through our software, we're going to show you one of two options. We hope that we can show you financing um, because that means the doctor gets paid today, you know, two yeah. business days. Um, <laughs> and if they don't qualify for financing, instead of saying, sorry, you don't qualify, you don't have what it takes to, um, you know, get a loan, we show them the guaranteed payment plan with Verity. So to the patient, it's it's a streamlined process, right? It's a payment plan. They don't, you know, care as much where it comes from. They just want to know, can I, you know, can I afford this monthly payment? And, um, but to the practice is the difference of getting everything, you know, today or getting payments guaranteed over time. Okay, cool, man. So no matter what, the doctor gets paid, even if the patient's like, oops, can't, like, they don't do it anymore. Yeah, and there, there's, there's, you know, scenarios that we, we can go through with, you know, if we want to get in, into the weeds, but on a, on a high level, yes, you know, we opt into the, the payment guarantee, then the doctor is getting paid no matter what, as far as what we establish as the guarantee amount. We'll do a payment plan for any amount, but it doesn't mean that any patient gets, you know, somebody who maybe doesn't have a job, who makes, you know, $500 a month on some type of government assistance, you know, they might not qualify for the full 4,000 guarantee, but they're going to qualify for something uh, that we will guarantee. Gotcha. So then would that be like one of the, the scenarios you're talking about? Like what would be a, a really good scenario, a common scenario where it doesn't pan out? Right. Like where, where our guarantee comes into very handy. 
Okay, let's do that. Let's do one where your guarantee comes in very handy. And then let's do one where it's like, um, this is a very specific scenario where maybe the guarantee might not apply or be so great. Yeah, okay. So um, the, the first one on the, on the positive side, right? Somebody comes in, they need a crown. It's $1,400. It's a cash pay patient. Um, so they set them up on a, on a guaranteed payment plan. Um, then 30 days later, they miss their first payment of say $100, right? They're on a 12 month at a $115 a month. Uh, doctor gets an email. In that email, it says, Jane Doe didn't make her payment. Uh, would you like to activate the guarantee? With the click of a button, the doctor can click that. Not that moment, but the next payment cycle, say the person owed their money on December 16th, then on January 16th, and then February 16th, and March 16th, and so on, varies making that identical payment to the practice, right? So they set somebody up on a plan. They had every good intention of making their payment. They didn't make any payments other than their first payment, right, mm-hmm. that at the time of service. Um, then Verity guarantees the rest. The solution where maybe it doesn't work sometimes is let's say somebody is looking for three crowns, right? Mm-hmm. And, it's 30, and it's $3,600. Um, and uh, Verity says, okay, we can do a $3,600 payment plan of which $1,500 is guaranteed, right? So the doctor's like, well, $2,100, that's not guaranteed. You know, maybe that's not something I feel comfortable with. And therefore, so Verity will say, hey, you can do a down payment to cover the difference, right? You could take $2,000 today and, and then, you know, we could put the person on a payment plan for $1,500 uh, over the course of six, nine, 12, however many months. Mm-hmm. So that's an option. But I would say that we lose some of those opportunities because the doctor, because we clearly state, hey, you're asking for $3,600. This particular person is only guaranteed for $1,500. Therefore, um, you know, the doc might opt not to proceed any further. Got you. But you give them options like, hey, maybe ask for a down payment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things they, like that. You know, can you lower the balance, right? You know, can you, you know, instead of doing three crowns, you know, today, uh, and again, as you know, I'm not on the clinical side. So I, but I, but I do know that there's sometimes options for scaling down the treatment or stretching out over a longer period of time. So we say, can you reduce the services? Are you okay doing a partial guarantee, which means, you know, I'm glad, you know, at least like in the, in the case of that example, you know, probably that $1,500 more than covers the cost of their actual, you know, labor and services. Mm-hmm. So they, they could still come out on top, even if the person never made a payment. The reality is that 90% of people in dentistry do pay, right? And that's why we're in this market is because there is relationships between the patient and the doctor. Uh, people do want to take care of their health. Uh, of course, there's scenarios where people stop paying or never pay or, you know, something goes sideways. And again, that's where the guarantee comes into play. Got you. What if the payment, going back to the first scenario, mm-hmm. the positive one, what if, like, let's just say the doctor says, okay, I want Verity to take over since in February, they stopped, Jane Doe stopped paying, right? And then a month later, you know, February, March, Verity kicks in, April, the patient decides, oh my gosh, oopsies, let me pay. Yeah. Does, what, what happens there? Yeah, so our process after, if somebody activates the guarantee and, and Verity starts making the payment, we tell the doctor like, hey, once you've activated the, the, the guarantee, you know, let us handle the receivable. Um, and some, you know, we, we do try to resolve it in-house before we send it out of house. But ultimately, we are going to forward that onto like a collection agency, right? Like if the patient stopped paying the doc, you know, stop paying for the payment plan, 
and doesn't get back on track, Verity's making the payment to the doctor on a monthly basis. You know, we are going to look to mitigate that loss as well, just as most dentists would have. So the dentist does need to understand that if I do activate this guarantee, right, and Verity's going to start paying me, that that does mean that this account will be forwarded on to collections. So it's important to know that as a, as a detail, but that, that's no different than in the financing world, right? If, yeah. If somebody's on a loan and the person's not paying the loan for that dental treatment that they got six months ago, you know, that company is going to, you know, still expect to be paid. Would the patient ever get upset though? Like, and be like, oh my gosh, take me off collections. I'm, I'm able to pay now. Like I'm, I'm paying you. Yes. Um, well, what they would do is, I mean, in that, in that scenario, as, as I told you before, I, I come from the collections world, so I understand it well. Yeah. Then they can make a payment plan to the collection agency and there's no additional cost to them, right? We don't immediately send the person to collections. So we do have a grace period, you know, and so if the patient called us soon enough, we could easily get them back on a, on a Verity payment plan, which we do all the time. Yeah. It just kind of depends on the timing. Uh, we're not going to sit on it for six months and do nothing. Um, we are going to forward it on at some point in the, in the relative near future. But if somebody misses some payments and wants to get back on track, we absolutely handle that every day. Yeah. So it's basically like having protocols, right? In the practice, like, hey, look, make the payment. You're telling the patient, the doctor's telling the patient that. And then if the patient refuses, stops, you send them like, hey, we're going to send you the collections. Like, please, you know what I mean? Kind of kind of deal? Yeah. Yeah. They get get reminder emails, text messages, and phone calls. So we have okay. a whole process that goes into play that we try to institute before it ever goes to collections, right? Yeah. We, don't, we don't want it to go to collections. Uh, but the reality is the doctor extended grace in the beginning by putting them on the payment plan in the first place. You know, doctors yeah. have the right to say, hey, the cost is $2,600 and you owe $2,600 if you want to move forward with this treatment. You know, it's their right to, to do that. And so the fact that they put them on a payment plan, which I always think is a smart move, uh, whether it's Verity or somebody else or internally, because more people are going to pay than don't. And you're going to be able to increase production by saying yes to more people. And I think, again, today, part of what I want to talk with you about is just better practices for offices. You know, it doesn't have to be Verity. It's just like, how can dentists leverage financial tools so that they can help more people and make more money? Okay, that's cool. Okay, so then, you know, have the protocols in place. You're not going to send them immediately, right? You have like grace period and so forth and things like that. With uh, Yeah, we actually give the dentist 60 days. Um, so the dentist has 60 days to make a decision. During that point, we, not the dentists, are sending emails and text messages and making phone calls. And when we make phone calls, it's like, hey, Michael, this is Steven, you know, calling on behalf of ABC Dental. It looks like we weren't able to process your last payment. What can we do to get you back on track? Right? Mm-hmm. Like a very simple, we don't make demands. We don't say that, you know, we're going to send you the questions if you don't pay this because that's not, you know, that's not an area that we want to go down. Uh, we just want to say, hey, what can we do to help you? Because you set up this payment plan with the doctor. Verity is essentially a software solution that helps facilitate payments between the patient and the doctor. So let us get you back on track. Yeah. Okay. So then basically last case scenario is like, you don't want, or the doctor doesn't want to have to push the guarantee button for the patient's sake. Right. But that's a guarantee for the doctor, right? It's like covering their butt. Like, Hey, look, Mm -hmm. I don't have to just send them to collections or anything. I can make my money. And then I just, it's all in Verity's hands now. From that point on. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and the same is true for financing, right? When, you know, the doctor gets paid, you know, now, that's great. You know, they don't necessarily know what, ha- what happens after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. They don't, for all of the finance deals that the doctors that listen to your podcast have done in the past, 
most of them have zero idea whether who's made their payments and who, and who hasn't. You have a little bit more visibility on the Verity guarantee side versus the Verity financing side, mm-hmm. uh, where you know these are for some people people who didn't qualify for financing. So what can we do to help them? And so the doctor does have to click that button uh, because it is like an in-house plan that's managed by Verity. Got you. Okay. So then what's like the fees for this? So the way that our fee structure works, it's similar to the financing structure. And so in financing, uh, when somebody quali- when a patient qualifies for financing through Verity's partners, it's a five to 10% discount. Meaning if it's $1,000, the doc's going to get paid $900 to $950 in two business days, right? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty, pretty simple. With Verity, uh, it's also a 5% discount on the guarantee side. So, right, we have Verity financing through our partners and then, and then Verity guarantee um, all combined on one solution to make it easy for the practice. Also, so it's, you're getting 95% of your money paid monthly. So instead of getting $950 today, which is great, you're going to get $100 less 5%, so $95 a month for the next 10 months or $186 a month for the next, you know, so what, it's, that, it's that total amount minus 5%. So 5% mm-hmm. is basically like the fee. Okay, okay. It's different than like um, a lot less than a lot of other ones, you know, from what I understand. It is. Uh, the difference being that it is on the Verity financing, we pay you all today. The Verity guarantee is paid monthly. So when we pay monthly, right, you know, it's, as much as we would love to charge a much higher discount, the reality is that we need to make that discount relatively low because we understand that a little bit of the pain point that doctors have by getting paid over time. Mm-hmm. But I will say that getting paid over time is a whole lot better than getting paid nothing. Yeah. Which is the option when you say, sorry, I can't help you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're absolutely right. Awesome, man. Okay. So we kind of got like the gist of everything. We'll kind of go a little bit back towards that. Um, but I kind of want to talk about like your business now, right? And specifically, Stephen, like your area of expertise. So I know we talk Verities about financing and everything like that. But for you, what would you say is your area of expertise? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for, for me, it's been, it's been a fun journey for the last 10 years, you know, even going back to my career before Verity mm-hmm. of, of just trying to build new products and introduce them to the market. And there's been different variations of this, of this guarantee product that has existed in dentistry over the last 20 years. You know, even going back to when people used to uh, fax in applications and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so kind of combining that technology component with this financial product has been, has been, I guess, the most fun I've had in the business world. Uh, just be, you know, having that opportunity to take something that doesn't exist and create it. Yeah, that's true. Where do you see the pain points with this? Like when it comes to this financial product, I know like when I talk to other financing option companies, mm-hmm. they feel like just presenting it, just presenting it is like one of the biggest pain points that they feel like they have. What have you seen, for example, when it comes to financing options, where you're like, this is the practice's biggest pain points that, I mean, you guys yeah. are not doing with, with the financing, right? I would say the biggest struggle that we have, like when I talk to my board, when I talk to my CEO, I think from a, when you have a true sales background, usually you're selling the product and the person either buys it or they don't, right? Like, but with us, my team works with the practice, whether it's mm-hmm. the, the dentist and or office manager, financial coordinator, whomever. And we kind of put the package into their hands and hope that they can execute. 
right? Like we hope that they're then having intelligent conversations with their patients when that patient is maybe hesitant to pay in full, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we lose, you know, it's kind of like we have to educate people on, on the value of our service and the opportunity of when to present our service. And then we leave, right? And we hope that the next time that the patient that walks in, you know, who it's the perfect opportunity, right? Uh, or they're like kind of him and on about like, am I actually going to do this? Or they're making excuses or like, oh, I need to talk to my spouse. Let me get back to you. Um, you know, and that's the opportunity like, well, hey, you know, we offer, you are, do you know we offer payment plans? Or, you know, would you want to consider a payment plan to see what those options look like? Mm-hmm. You know, having just, a, you know, asking a couple better questions, uh, you know, we hope that they do that, but many times they don't. And so we have these offices that are excited about offering Verity in their, in their practice. The dentist is all for it. Uh, the dentist is completely focused on the clinical side of his business. And then, you know, we talked to him three months later and they've never even logged in. And uh, so that's, that's the big pain point for us is that, Hey, we've, we've educated you, you've bought in, you believe that this is something you should introduce, but we still rely on the practice to have the conversation with the patient. Yeah. How can we fix that in your opinion? Well, I, I think a lot of it comes down to doctors executing a little bit better of a plan. Uh, so that they hold their people accountable in a good way. And, and what I mean by that is I truly believe that the more options that you offer people, like the more ways that you make it your service available for them to pay for it, mm-hmm. the more business that you'll do, right? And the more production that you'll have, and Dennis will be able to say yes to more people. And by able to say yes to more people, those people will talk to other people and they'll continue to grow their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people are so scared to talk about money, right? It's an uncomfortable conversation for a, for a lot of individuals. And so what they do is they present the full price of the treatment and they just cross their fingers and hope that they take out their debit card or their credit card, right? Or they hope that the person raises their hand and say, hey, what kind of other kind of payment options do you have versus picking up on social cues mm-hmm. and initiating with that, with those better questions. So, you know, what, like kind of what I was alluding to before, you know, doctors sometimes say, yes, I'll sign up for Verity. It's free. Great. Let's do it. Um, we go through different trainings, we educate their team, but their team's like, well, we've always done something this way. You know, we do pretty good at going, you know, that doing the way that we've always done things. And the doctor has, you know, he or she struggles to kind of follow up with their team to, you know, have any type of scorecard that, you know, measure like that tracks whether or not even at the front desk actually offered, you know, when the person didn't accept the pay in full option yeah. that they, they went down, okay, did they offer financing? Okay, they did. Oh, did they offer? And they, and they didn't qualify. Did they offer a payment plan? You know, some of the bigger DSOs and things of that nature have a much better process for this, right? Where they they have their teams and they're like, you know, this is how we present treatment. You know, when somebody doesn't accept this, we do this. When somebody doesn't do that, we do this. And so we cover all of our bases so that that patient, when they leave the door, they know that options are available to them, right? Um, and I think a lot of the smaller practices just kind of hope that their team will execute the plan that we talked about. But, you know, when, you execute, when you're introducing something new, even if it's something simple like financing, like, hey, we've offered financing for years. Like, well, now we're going to look at this other financing company. Just even that little switch is difficult for some people. And if there's not a follow-up component, if there's not a scorecard or there's not something that you're evaluating to see, like, are we actually doing what we say we're going to do? Mm-hmm. Then you lose a lot of opportunity. I like that. I, and you're right. Like uh, when it comes to, and well, well I want to ask you about the scorecards really quick, but it's true. Whenever you don't really provide a lot of options, 
you kind of say like, oh, the person's like, oh, okay, well, let me talk to my husband about it. Let me think about it. You know, and then that's like their cop out and then they're leaving. And then, yeah. well, we hear people say all the time, like, well, yeah, everyone just pays us. And it's like, well, yeah, everyone pays you of the ones that actually took out their debit card. You know, like there's probably a whole other slew of people that, you know, came in for a cleaning. You suggested other types of perio or hygiene care that they need and that they don't opt in, you know, but they don't opt in for, for that, right? Right. Which is what you're really wanting them to do because that's better for their health and better for the revenue at the practice. People are only going to say yes to what you offer them, right? They're yeah. never going to know what you don't, what you don't offer them. Yeah, you're right. That's absolutely yeah. true. You're right. Talk to me about the scorecards. Like, so what, from what I'm understanding is like, in order for this to work, right? With any financing companies, like mm-hmm. you need accountability, right? You need to actually dedicate some, like, let's just say it's a treatment coordinator, right? That person is now in charge of this, providing information on Verity, right? To the patient, right? Or payment options. Right. And once they finish with the patient, they should have done a scorecard type of thing. Yeah. And I'm sure there's, there's all sorts of other components to the scorecard that are, are valuable for the dental practice. But when it comes to just the financial component of it, first and foremost, right? Pay cash, pay with a debit card, pay with a credit card, right? If the first, you know, if they don't opt into that, then second option is financing. Do they qualify for financing or not? Mm-hmm. If they don't qualify for financing, payment plans, right? It, you know, so, and if they don't accept that, then you, you've exhausted your, your options. Um, but I think a, too many practices don't, you know, they're not evaluating the person. You know, why did that person walk out the door? You know, there's usually two main reasons, you know, people don't pay for something at a dental office. They don't see the value, right? They haven't been, they haven't bought into the idea that they need this for their, their dental health, mm-hmm. you know, and they, and they're concerned about cost. Um, you know, I, I, I of course focus on the, the cost side because that's what, that's, you know, our area of expertise, mm-hmm. but so give them a list of, of what you can do to help them with that cost concern, right? If you take, you know, if they believe that they need the treatment and they understand that there's a way to pay for the treatment, then you are going to increase the amount of production that you do on a monthly basis as a dental practice. But if you just offer them, here's what it costs and then accept their excuse for, I'll get back to you. Let me talk to somebody. Let me call you back. Then you're letting real opportunity walk out the door. Yeah. Financing companies are definitely like a thing with compound interest. Like if you continue to present it, present it, present it, you know, it's going to grow huge. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I, this is big, but you got to keep uh, doing that. Anything specific that we should have in our scorecards specifically or no? Well, I, I think it's, again, a value. I think every practice, whether it's however you, whatever ERM practice management software that you're using, mm-hmm. um, you know, you should be able to pull reports and data and see who you presented. You know, it's really about presenting treatment. Yeah. So let's say that you've presented treatment and 65% of people accepted. Well, in that group of 35% of people that didn't accept, what percentage of people did you offer financing to, right? If it's 50% of people, right, then why didn't you offer financing to the other 50%? Right? Did you, you know, and I think the first question is, and that scorecard, yes, like the person is acknowledging the fact that, yes, I offered financing or I offered this, this plan, right? And then you can look, well, we know that somewhere around 40% of people don't qualify for financing. Mm-hmm. So the second somebody doesn't qualify for financing, did you offer a payment plan? Because in my belief, offering payment plans, whether it's through Verity or some other service, is still going to make that office considerably more money than if they just said, sorry, we can't help. 
Yeah, you're giving them another option. That's awesome. How, if you don't mind me asking, how many offices are, or give me like a range, if you know, like are with Verity? So we have over 1,500 dental offices on our platform. As you asked earlier, we, we kind of cover a, a wide variety of, of uh, different types of medical treatments, uh, aesthetics too, uh, aesthetics being actually a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're hoping to, uh, to continue to grow that number. That's cool, man. So out of the 1,500, ones that stand out in your mind, what would you say they were doing right that they fixed, like something major? Yeah. Um, well, a couple of things that I think about from like your perspective in the marketing side, mm-hmm. um, I, I love when our offices have information about how on their website about how they can take different types of payments, right? Whether, you know, most dental offices, they talk about insurance and, you know, I know there's cash. I love the fee-based offices, but, mm-hmm. you know, but just that page dedicated to how we help people afford treatment. I think mm-hmm. that's important. Too many offices, I think, think it's mutually exclusive to have like a high-end quality care and like affordability, right? You know, you'll, you'll see certain people really promoting that affordability side and they're more like, hey, here's all, all of our different options. And then you have those others that are like maybe trying to attract a higher median income individual mm-hmm. and, and they kind of shy away from some of those payment options. But even if you make good money, it doesn't mean you want to spend $5,000 on, on a bridge, right? Like it's, that's not really something that you're excited to make, you know, uh, a full payment on. So I, I really like our offices who really promote and, and take accountability on, yes, we have a ways, we have ways for you to pay. Uh, and they're not afraid to promote it like in their office on their website. I think that's a, that's a key thing for any practice to do. Yeah. I like that. I never thought about that. Having like a whole separate page of like, Hey, here. We accept all kind of payments. Let me break it down for you really quick of what we're going to do and or like how it's going to work and, and things like that. Uh, I yeah. think that's true. That's really, really good to have on there. Well, think about like if, if you're, you know, a lot of dentists out there are spending a lot of money on, on a track, you know, it's a competitive market. So, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of towns, there's a lot of different dental offices. How do you set yourself apart? Well, when somebody's you know, moves to a new area and they're, you know, evaluating a dentist that they want to go talk, like if you get somebody to land on a dental page, you don't want that individual looking at other dental offices, right? You want them just to make that phone call, schedule that treatment, and then, you know, establish new care at that, uh, at that location. Mm-hmm. And I think cost is a big concern. Um, so many people avoid the dentist in general, right? Like it's just, a, we were, I was joking about this with somebody recently. It's like, nobody's told me I've had a cavity in 20 years, you know, but they haven't actually been to the yeah. dentist. In 20, you know, if, if no one's told you you have a problem, do you really have a problem? You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and true. so I think that, you know, making people aware that, you know, you have all the skills in, and, you know, latest and greatest technology to take care of people, um, but you also have a way for them to afford it. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like that. Okay. So then these next questions are just to get into the head of someone who isn't totally involved on the clinical side of mm-hmm. dentistry. What I want to know is right now, what do you not, what do you hate about dentistry right now? I, I, get, I, I kind of talked about this a little bit. I think my, my, our main source of frustration is just people being stuck in their ways, you know, mm-hmm. and letting sometimes the people that have worked at their practice or, who, you know, from an employee standpoint, dictate how much, dictate the revenue potential of that, of that office, mm-hmm. you know, so not looking to make changes, being kind of set in their ways. We see a lot of that, you know, we, we, you know, we, I, I have conversations with my sales team and, and we actually have, we have a scorecard for how we evaluate a dental practice and what that opportunity really looks like. 
And there's a, 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 <laughs> a uh, category that we have that kind of defines the dentist is into it, but the office doesn't, doesn't want to make a change, mm-hmm. right? And the dentist is basically too scared to impact like, like, Hey, Susie, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm passing over to Susie. If Susie likes it, great. If she doesn't, we're just going to, you know, stay as is. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, man, that's a, that's a really interesting way to run your business. You know, I, I, I would hope that Susie's financially incentivized uh, in some way to grow, to help grow the business. Right. Like yeah. I think if more dental, I think people in this industry don't want to, you know, kind of mix care and cost, you know, or like they don't want to incentivize their people to sell their service. And I get that. Like, you know, this should be totally done with the idea that you're trying to provide a better healthcare solution for that patient. But, you know, every time you do offer something, you know, beyond a traditional cleaning, right, it it costs real money. Uh, And, and so I think that the offices that we have the best relationships with that use Verity in the most effective ways, um, that person who talks about financial options with patients has a real vested interest in that company, or they have a really vested interest in helping people, right? Like they genuinely care. Like they want this person like, gosh, you know, uh, having a beautiful smile, you know, empowers people. And I want to empower as many people as possible. And they are like, really, you know, take the steps necessary versus just kind of somebody who's punching a time clock. And I know personally how difficult it is to find good people and how people come and they go and, 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 you know, no one likes hiring. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever done podcasts with like, you know, dental temp agencies and, and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I'm, I'm sure that that's a huge drain on, on making sure that you have the right people in the right seats doing the right things. But man, you know, you should incentivize your people to want to work for you in the way that you care about your practice, right? If yeah. I'm talking to a dentist. Okay, I like that. And then right now, what do you love about dentistry? Well, I, I think... um given how much i've paid the dentist this year i think i was joking about with you on the phone the other day again i think there's there's real opportunity there with with so many people i like that there is a greater acceptance of of the technology pieces and these different tools that you can use to help your practice um i like that you know we've combined financing with guarantees uh you know we have a partner that's in the in the dental membership space and so you can start to consolidate these service offerings uh, so that you're not having to bounce around to a bunch of different companies to get what you need. Uh, and I think those kind of values are, 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 you know, I like when dentists are open to those ideas, but uh, again, I think I, I joke about it, but it's like everyone needs a dentist. And so it's such a huge opportunity out there. And I think people can in the dental world can leverage marketing where I think there's an underserved opportunity and something I was kind of curious on your thoughts, honestly, where, you know, people always talk about, the, the patients that they have, you know, but how are you attracting patients that aren't com- that aren't going to the dentist as often as they should or hesitant? You know, there's a lot of people moving, especially today, like just relocating the different areas, probably haven't established a, a dentist. And what are dentists doing to attract people to their practice and trying to proactively get people to come be a patient versus what they've historically done? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have yeah, any, you're right. Do you have any thoughts on that? There's a lot of things you can be doing, man, with that. I mean, I know, for example, we, we teach a lot of like the ground marketing efforts to get into like, you know, apartments, new move-ins, uh, HOAs, you know, things like that to participate with their new move. Because these people throw like stuff for new move-ins, right? They do things with them and realtors. So you can definitely do a lot of things with that. I mean, there's many, many things you can um, 
pinpoint and target when it comes to digital marketing. I know that too. But that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I appreciate that. That's really, really good. That um, that's something you love about dentistry right now. I know you said you went to the dentist quite often this uh, this couple past months. You know, three kids. <laughs> they brush their teeth with sugar. <laughs> with well, sugar. Just, yeah. To you, what do you think needs to change for you or just people in general, right? To be more open to dentistry, to be more like, you know, like it's my checkup. Got to go get my check. Like, you know what I mean? And we're all kind of still sometimes like I was talking to a friend the other day who's like, I just don't like the smell. And I'm like, the smell. Okay. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. I've never heard of that. But uh, so to you, what do you think needs to change where people can be more like, yeah, let's go. That's a good question. I, I, the last time I was at the dentist, I remember thinking like, cause I, I told you I moved from mm-hmm. And I, I really personally enjoyed as a patient when I was able to like watch, like I had this like little TV that came in front of me and I yeah. could like watch a show or do something while they, they worked on me. Um, I'm a talker. Like I love chatting with people, but talking while somebody's working in my mouth is, is, is a challenge. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, even though I think dentists are probably some of the best uh, and hygienists, uh, being able to understand people's enunciation while mm-hmm. their mouth is, you know, cracked open. But some of those just like little current day comforts, you know, of, of being able to listen to a podcast or, or watch something um, uh, while, you know, to kind of distract them from the fact that, you know, there's like a sharp object, you know, yeah. that's cutting, cutting their gums um, yeah. because you don't floss enough, you know, stuff like that. I like that. Current day comforts to have, like, you know what I mean? Like stuff that we don't think about that. Like this is comforting. We like it. You know what I mean? You're watching your show. You're doing almost like uh like home. Have you, have you, have you been to a dentist like that where they have like little TVs and you pick like a show and you watch it? No. I don't know how like cutting edge that was, or if that's like, I, I know with a lot of startups, it's happening a lot more and a lot of people are having more TV and, you know, like, uh, like blankets that warm themselves, massage, like a n- nice things right in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know why I have not ever been to one near me. <laughs> just kind of, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, for me, um, for, through our business, you know, we've, we cover healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't cover dental. And for years, that was actually a wise investment for me. I think it was just until this year that I, I feel like I'm probably upside down on what I would have paid for insurance premiums with, for me and my family versus if I pay out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know if that's because like everything in this world today, costs are going up and yeah. dentists are charging more. And, but I, I've been a little surprised. Like when I established new care and I came in and got my first cleaning, and I got, you know, and x-rays and stuff. It was like 400 and something dollars for me to do that, which, and I think like the last time that I got a cleaning at my previous dentist where I had already established care was like 150. And that was like the movie theater or the, yeah. the, the movie one. And I was like, dang, like that's, a, and then my wife did the same thing, right? Like, you know, before we knew it, we we're in, you know, several thousand dollars. And, and that was a, that was, that was tough. Um, yeah. So I, I like it. And I know you've, you've, you've featured them before, but the different membership companies out there, you know, we're particular to our friends over at Dental HQ, but I know there's a lot of them out there that, you know, offer dental memberships for people. Um, I think if you're doing something like that, it's generally better to offer it on the front side of service versus like my dentist offered me something like that, but it was like after I paid $400 and then they wanted me to pay $400 for an annual membership. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, thanks. Like I would rather <laughs> pay on the, on the front side. Um, yeah. uh, so I think sometimes when they offer, that on the back end as an annual membership versus a monthly membership, I, I would avenge, I would imagine less people opt into it. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. You want to offer it in the front end or, you know what I mean? Like that, that's good. That's really, really good to know. But awesome, Steven. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah. If anybody had any questions, concerns, wanted to reach out to you, wanted more information on Verity or anything like that, how can they find you? Yeah. So uh, Verity, V-A-R-I-D-I.com. You can go to our website. Um, there's company contact information there. You can click on uh, schedule a demo, a little uh, yellow button on the corner of every page on our website. So you can, you can learn firsthand on how Verity Financing and the guarantee works. Uh, me personally, you can always send me an email. It's Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot Johnson, third most common name in America, uh, at Verity.com. So Stephen dot Johnson at Verity, I would, I would welcome anyone to, to reach out and say hello. Awesome. So guys, it's all going to be in the show notes below. Or if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, then it's going to be in the description below too as well. So Stephen, thank yeah. you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. And we'll hear from I you soon. I appreciate you. All right. Take care. Steven, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. And guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to continue the conversation, you can always join the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group. If you want to talk more one-on-one with me, then join my email list. And in there, I share with you a lot more information about like our guests, episodes, my thoughts, um, strategies, and so much more. So uh, I'm going to put the link to my email list on the second, the second link in the show notes below. So the first link is going to be the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group. The second one's going to be my email list. And that's me talking to you. So hopefully you guys can join that and I'll talk to you in the next episode. <laughs>